0: Thanks for joining us today at Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Lisa.
1: And I'm Libby.
0: And I'm Gwen. And I think we're going to do a part two, because I enjoyed the last podcast that we did on the Holy Spirit, and there's other verses. Sounds good. So how about if we just continue in the vein we were in? Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Okay. Um, I don't know. Where do we want to go? I know it talks about it in a couple other places. We've got 1 Corinthians and Romans. Um well, let's just
1: go to 1 Corinthians and read Perfect. a couple of passages from there. Um, let me start in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And then I'm going to jump on down in uh, chapter 3 to verse 16. It's kind of like a punctuation mark. Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. And that's one of the things we talked about in part one was as a believer, we've got the spirit of God indwelling us. <laughs> that's pretty incredible.
2: And honestly that's what makes us different and separate and set apart from the world. That's mm-hmm. that's where uh, when people are drawn to us, they say, What what is about there's something i want to be like you there's something different about you Mm -hmm. that something different is the holy spirit that lives within us
1: and i love that missy it's it's not me it's not that i'm better than right it's that i have the better than living in me Mm
3: -mm. it's very good yeah
1: yeah Yeah. nothing to do with me that's for sure (laughs)
0: right
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and and honestly that um Let's go back to verse 14. The man without the spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Hmm. So, so for the unsaved person, the Holy Spirit makes no sense to them. And they, the, it, it, it sounds crazy. It's foolishness. But when they see it in a believer... It's like, what is, what is that? I mean, they see it, they can see it, but they don't really understand it because mm-hmm. they don't have the spirit in order to mm-hmm. understand it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this whole thing about discernment, you know? Um, I mean, God promises us wisdom if we ask. We know we have the spirit within us. And that discernment, man, I, I don't want to say that I hear voices in my head, but I think everybody hears voices. You know, past experience, people's opinion, the TV, the w- yeah, right, YouTube, right. whatever, you hear voices, okay, you hear it always, and it, it's coming in at you without you even realizing it. And it's a shame for me when I forget, I've got a filter for that. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. I have the Holy Spirit within me that can filter all through that mess. And I can spiritually discern what is true and what is not true. Now, I often have to ask for that wisdom that God provides for us. The tool is already there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The ability is already there. But we have to yield to that because scripture also says that we can quench the spirit. When I think of quench, I think about a fire that's lit and you dump water on it mm-hmm. and it just puts it out. Puts it out, right? Yep. Yes. That's exactly what we do to the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. Or can do. You know, you mentioned something about people maybe being drawn to something about us. Well, I'm also going to say this. There are people that are repelled by <laughs> us. You know? That is true. Uh, yes. That is true. And, and especially when we might be sharing things that are, they are of a spiritual nature. And so I have to be aware... To it doesn't mean don't share. Mm-hmm. it just means uh, really discern what your delivery needs to right. be because right. they're not going to know these things and and it's helpful for me to understand that and then to not blame them for not knowing. They don't have the capacity to yes. know. They have not been quickened by the Spirit. They have not been made alive by the Spirit. And, you know, if there are listeners out there who this isn't really resonating with you or you don't really understand this, um, you know, this is not to single anybody out. It's simply, this is why we go back to the Word. This is why we open the Word, to see what God has to say about this. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw it over to you, Lisa, because... Okay you have your finger somewhere (laughs) in romans Romans right nine yes okay and this this might really help
3: yes you however are not in the realm of the flesh but are in the realm of the spirit if indeed the spirit of god lives in you and if anyone does not have the spirit of christ they do not belong to christ
0: Mm. read 10 10 as well
3: but if christ is in you then even though your body is subject to death because of sin the spirit gives life because of righteousness
0: Yeah. I just that idea that if we go from death to life. It is that spirit that makes us alive in Christ. Yeah. I you know, we went from creation in the garden where we walk with God in the cool of the day, to sin and being cast out of the garden and literally, um, that broken relationship with God. You know, and God occasionally would speak into the lives of man, but the daily fellowship was just gone. And the Holy Spirit being given to us to make us alive, to make us to discern spiritual things, to to you know just be able to hear the voice of God.
1: Oh yes, you know as you were talking, it made me think of this really old song written by <laughs> Bill and Gloria Gaither. Even the mention of those names kind of <laughs> dates me, uh, but it was uh, "Oh How He Loves You and Me." And I remember when Mike and I. I think I may have told this story a long time ago when Mike and I took a group of kids to what was called the uh, Conference on Evangelism out in D.C. And this was oh a long, long time ago. I'm thinking, I don't know. Uh, let's see. My oldest daughter is almost 43. <laughs> so it was probably 38 years ago or so. And uh, And we were on the bus heading home and the bus had a microphone on it we were sharing and I just brought up that song and and the words are he gave his life what more could he give oh how he loves you oh how he loves me oh how he loves you and me and then I said to this youth group his life was the most the best gift that he gave and you know we all shared in that that gift of salvation. But then I said, but you know what? Truthfully, there needs to be another verse because that's not where he stopped. He gave us the gift of his Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't just go to the cross for our salvation. He didn't just get resurrected for our eternal life. He then gave us the Holy Spirit to be with us forever and always that's part of the never leaving you never forsaking you i am with you till the end of the age that holy spirit i'm not going to say it's a greater gift but i think we don't give it the magnitude that we need to Mm. of what jesus did to us of what the triune god did for us by giving us the gift of the spirit
0: I'm actually going to read a passage in 2 Corinthians 5, um, and it's verses 1 through 5. It says, For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, that we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. Inasmuch as we, having put on... Um, will not be found naked. For indeed, while we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed, so that what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. Now, he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us his Spirit, gave us the Spirit as a pledge. Therefore, being of good courage and knowing that while we are at home with the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I want to pull out this little part that we might look over, who gave us the Spirit as a pledge. The other day I was listening to a speaker who was talking about this passage, and he said that pledge is like a diamond ring that is given in a betrothal. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, oh Mm -hmm. "Oh, my word. What a beautiful way to look at the Holy Spirit as that ring of promise for the wedding that is to come. Because that's what the church has been given in the Holy Spirit. The bride of Christ. We are waiting for Christ's return. And that Holy Spirit is our pledge, our promise. Um, If you look at Ephesians chapter 1 verses, um, mm, let's go, verse 13. Um, In him, you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view of the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Um, and in here, this talks about how the Holy Spirit's job is to seal us and that he is the Holy Spirit of promise. And he's given same word as a pledge um, of our inheritance. Um, one of the things that you would have as the heir would be a signet ring. Um, and so it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like one of those signs that, um, yeah, that that you've got an inheritance that, you know, uh, as the bride, Christ is going to come and there's a wedding coming. I don't know. Uh, That was just something in the last couple of days that I've been thinking about with the Holy Spirit and just the beauty of God giving us that. I
1: love that. And I have uh, notes in my Bible around that scripture that the word seal there is meant to mark us as God's property, Mm -hmm. members Mm -hmm. of his family, heirs Mm -hmm. to him. And that... Uh, coupled with the, the visual of that betrothal ring mm-hmm. is incredible. So doesn't that lead us back to, so why do we live the way we do? Mm-hmm. As if the indwelling Holy Spirit is not in us at all. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be something we deserve, that Holy Spirit. And that's not how God operates. Oh my goodness, we'd all be, well, we'd all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so thankful. I think
3: I remember when we did the radical mentoring group, it was, I think, Charles Stanley's book, Spirit-Filled Life. And yes. he talked in there about nurturing our relationship with the Holy Spirit, just kind of how we have to invest in that relationship with Christ as well. Like we ha- there are things that we need to do, like we have to be in the world we have to do these things. But it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit, that if we don't nurture that, mm-hmm. then it's kind of, you just kind of
1: sit in silence. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really, really good. That made me think too, this was years ago when I heard a woman share about her, um, you know, when people kept day planners and all of that. And she said that she literally wrote in her planner, her time to be with God Mm -hmm. and be in the word. She said, if I don't have that down, if I don't make an appointment with God, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. And she didn't do that to check a box. She did that because she knew she was desperate for it, but mm-hmm. that's the discipline she had to do to make it happen. Yes, and I thought, what yeah. a great idea! That's so great. So, mm. do you think I ever did that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I actually do write that in my planner. <laughs> it does say morning devotion, evening that's devotion. That's awesome. So I, now I'm in it more than that throughout the day, right, but it's right. for that same purpose as of making sure he's getting the first of me and the last of me. Oh, Lisa, am I perfect I love at it? it? Absolutely not. I'm still. We'll work I'm so a, I'm work in progress. I'm but, still. I, I'm so glad to
1: hear that, though. That is so good and such an encouragement to me. Do you write in there as well what your what your passage was that you went into, or your devotional, or that's your theme all in or?
3: my that's all in my journal. Like okay, everything that I and I just use when I do the journaling. Like I just I don't have different journals for different things. I found that if I do that, then I get out of whack. So mm-hmm. everything is just like that day. So when I pick up my journal, I know what that journey was
1: for that particular time frame Mm. so that's wonderful awesome Uh, ah you know i think of something you say missy a lot is it's never too late to start now yeah Uh, i think it's too late for me (laughs) no (laughs) i love that though but and here's the thing that came to my mind Mm. my um my one daughter uh jessica had a baby who's just on the cusp of turning a year and Someone gave her a gift, and it's simply like a thought for the day, and it's very well done. And so just every day, she'll just write something, just Mm -hmm. one short, I mean, they give you like an inch of room to write, which is as it should be, Mm -hmm. so you don't visually feel overwhelmed. And so for her, she's focusing on her journey with her daughter. But I thought, oh, that's what I need to do, is just write down a summarizing thought of my day, and then, and then I think,, eh, I'll probably die in a week or so.
0: and it won't matter.
1: <laughs> you know, we're really good at coming oh, up goodness. with excuses why we don't yeah. start things. <laughs> well, at least I am.
0: You know, I think I think the important thing is to find a way to breathe creativity and joy into your time with the Lord. because I think if it's gotten like where it's work, to do it, or it's painful, or you're going to, you're not going to be as faithful, you know, you're going to struggle to be in there. Um, and so I think it's finding creative ways to meet with the Lord. Um, but the one thing I was kind of sitting here kind of brewing in my head is we've gone through the last two podcasts and we've talked about what the Holy Spirit's job is, what he does, who he is. Um, but I had mentioned at the end of, I think the last one that, when we pray, you know, depending on what we're asking the Lord for, we probably should think about who we're praying to as far as the Trinity. And I was just thinking, you know, if I'm praying to understand the word of God, that's the Holy Spirit's job is to teach me spiritual things, to help me discern and understand spiritual things. Um, And so that's like, I don't know. I I feel like I'm making this go somewhere, but I mean, I just was sitting here thinking of, okay, well, that would be a good discussion for us to have is what would be the things that we would specifically pray for the Holy spirit for Mm -hmm. in light of the verses that we've just looked at. I think that's a valid question because I can tell you in different circles
3: I've sat in, that question will come up where Mm -hmm. they'll say, who exactly am I praying to? Right. And if you really think about that and it probably for me, Again, not that this is like a thing for radical mentoring here this morning, but in one of the books, The Good and Beautiful God, in there I had purchased for that book. It was a um, used book, and when I opened the book and started reading it, there was a part when it started talking about the Holy Spirit, and on the margin, whoever had the book before me wrote, Thank you, Holy Spirit, and it like stopped me in my tracks because I'm like, I have never in my life thanked the Holy Spirit. And so I had to come back to that and think, who who exactly am I praying for for what exactly what yeah. you're talking about? Like I don't think I ever really gave it that exact thought of exactly who am I praying to? Who am I ever thanking? Like I thank Jesus all the time. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: And I thank the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it never crossed my mind. Yeah.
1: That's a great point.
2: You know, when you when you think about one of the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. jobs as um I mean, he does so many things for us, but one of the things is, is you think about the flesh versus the spirit. So we try to do things in the flesh. Mm -hmm. The flesh is, is dead where it's like we go back to the slave to sin, the, the slave to sin. So the spirit gives us strength and power to live out the life God calls us to. So that's, you know, so if you're struggling with a sin, I, I feel like the spirit is a good person to part of the trinity to pray for for the strength to overcome that sin to be obedient to to the lord um because it's his strength in us that i you know i don't even want to be i don't even want to be a good kid i'm older i get it sometimes i feel like i'm i and i know when i'm rebellious and i'll just say i i'm being very rebellious and i know if the lord was in human form right now, I'd probably be getting a spanking probably or something. <laughs> I don't know. Time out or, you know, just rolling my eyes at the Lord. Because I know that it's – and in that moment, I'm fighting my flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we can I'm feel it
3: when we're doing that. When I want yeah. what I
2: want what I want and, uh, you know, and even though I don't want – and go back – we were just in Romans 8. Go back to Romans 7 and read Paul's struggle with the flesh. Uh, you know, we we all struggle with that. So uh, I think when we forget that we have the power to fight that, like we can't do it on our own. And I can't tell you the number of times I failed in my walk with Christ. And in my failing, I have forgotten that I have the power to win every time if I were willing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the spirit. That's through the spirit.
1: (laughs) Oh, so good. And I think Two uh, you know when you had mentioned this before of not giving any part of the Trinity precedence or a higher priority to the over exclusion the exclusion other, of others yeah. to the exclusion yeah. of others, yes to to really keep that in balance um i I don't know I'm going to use an analogy here that may be horrible, but I'm going to take a risk. <laughs> Okay, so I'm thinking of like an orchestra and, or no, not even an orchestra. Let's, let's think of a, of a big band, okay? Not as big as an orchestra, much less instrumentation, um, but it's got, it's got a conductor. And oftentimes with a big band, the conductor will get things started and then he'll, he'll step off and, and the band does its thing. But there's still a conductor, like he's still over the whole thing. You just may not always see him. So I'm going to think of that as God, okay? God the Father, I need to mention it because <laughs> they're all God. God the Father. And, and then um, there is this, there's this under, underlying constant thing that's going on that if it weren't happening... The whole show would, could still happen, but it wouldn't be held together as well. And that underlying element is the guy on the drum set. And you don't even notice that he's doing his thing until he's not doing it. And it's like like the sax player can get up and do a solo. The trumpet player can do a solo. Oftentimes, the drummer will do a solo and nobody will even know it because he's just always playing. And then he'll do a little solo and nobody claps because, oh, everybody's come back in and, oh, is that a drum solo? But <laughs> the point is, maybe a really bad point, but the point is, is that oftentimes you don't miss something or you don't realize what it's doing until it's not doing it anymore. And I man, I just think of the Holy Spirit is is the everything. Like what can we do without the spirit of God? We can do nothing. And I'm not elevating the spirit over the son or the father. Again, I just come back to I don't think we fully recognize how important the work of the Spirit is. And that if we are walking in the flesh and we're making horrible mistakes, we have to recognize, oh, we let the drummer quit playing. Mm. And now I got, I got to get the drummer back in the, mm. back in the groove. Does that make sense mm. yeah. with that horrible analogy? Yeah. Well,
0: and <laughs> let, me, let me ground it in Scripture because I think you've got something... Um, Something there. Okay, so I'm going to pick us up in Ephesians chapter 2. Um, so let's go to verse... We'll do 19 to 22. Uh, so then, you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being this cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit.
1: So it's all
0: Yeah. And if you didn't <laughs> notice, we have the whole Trinity in there. We do. You've got God the Father, you got Jesus Christ, and you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 So, but in some ways, like that drum, it kind of keeps everything tied together and keeps everybody on the same uh, rhythm and, and so on and so forth. That's the Holy Spirit is what allows us as believers to connect to one another. And that, it's that moment when you walk into a room, you start a conversation, and you're like, you're a believer, aren't you? Mm, uh, mm-hmm. you and i we speak the same language okay yeah, yeah. yeah and you can feel the holy spirit in other believers it's that instant yeah. fellowship of we are one in christ
1: yeah, it is it's the indwelling holy spirit testifying yeah. to the indwelling holy spirit in another person yep. Love it, and yes. that yep. is so yep. incredible that's incredible
0: We've covered so many things, but I want to share a couple of things about, like, the divine attributes of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I'm going to be referencing a chart that comes out of um, Rose's book of Bible charts and maps and timelines. So if you've got a pen, you want to write these down to look up. Um, but uh, some of the divine aspects of the Holy Spirit are that he is eternal, that he's eternal. Hebrews 9, 14 is your reference on that one. Uh, He is the creator of all things. Now, understand that that's part of him being the triune God, not stand alone. Um, And so for that one, the reference is Psalm 104, verse 30. Uh, His omnipresence, that he is capable of being all places at once, comes out of Psalm 139, verse 7. Um, That he is all-knowing comes out of 1 Corinthians 2.10, that he wills and he acts supernaturally out of 1 Corinthians 12.11, that he gives life out of Romans 8, and it's verses 10 and 11, and you can also look at John 3 verse 8. And then the last thing down is he, he strengthens believers, and it's Ephesians 3.16. So those are all extra above and beyond what we have shared in the last two podcasts. But I, I just have been amazed to look at the actual job and the description of the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we get so caught in um, Acts chapter 2. You know, and that that's all of who we see the Holy Spirit as being is that he he makes you speak in tongues and, you know, and then we lose all of these other things. Um, And so looking at the full counsel of God's word. And so we really haven't gone to that Acts passage at all, have we? No, we didn't. So we totally looked at who the Holy Spirit is outside of Acts chapter two, um, which gives you a bigger picture of the Holy Spirit's indwelling job in the lives of a believer Um, and in the lives of creation, even Um, going back all the way to creation where he is present um, in the plural form for the word God. Um, and so, and you even see him in the creation account, the spirit hovers on the waters. And so it's, he's eternal. He's been with God. He is one with God. Um, and so hopefully you guys have walked away with a little bit of a challenge, um, that if you typically have just ignored him because, you know, of your faith tradition or done little with him, maybe you'll include him a little bit more, consider a little bit more of him and if you're definitely wanting to understand scripture better that's where we go we ask him to meet us in the word and to speak to us what god would have us to know through his scriptures Um, and so that's where i'm going to leave you guys but like we always like to say don't take our word for it we hope and pray that you open the word this week and really make it a part of your routine in your life because truly this is where life is found it is found in god's word which is eternal. Um, And it changes not. And so as a church, this is our foundation. This is our anchor. So thanks for joining us at the table.
3: Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to open the word at gmail.com.